0: Bill Simmons hosts the most downloaded sports podcast of all time with a rotating crew of celebrities, athletes, media staples, and a slew of other friends and family members who always happen to be available. Check out the Bill Simmons podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all new 2024 Nautilus hybrid featuring a customizable 48 inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults, With zero to 60 speed, that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability, no system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. and there's I saw like
1: three three spider spider men I suppose is the plural I was going to say spider mans spider mans
2: you you can say on here I saw three spider mans you can say (laughs) spider mans on here Hi everyone, welcome to Righty's House on Ringer FC. Hope you're all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about Tammy Abraham's Roma debut. It was brilliant, I was delighted for him. Um, we're going to talk about the Spider-Man trailer because I'm so excited. Um, a little look ahead to Liverpool-Chelsea, and we're going to give out a couple of bunches of flowers. And my guests are one and only Mr. Ryan Arnon making his debut on Righty's House, Mr. Mayoa Kwaji. How are you, brother?
3: I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Feel- welcome, man. Thanks for having me, man. It feels yeah. like, um, you know, that family party when you're a young buck and you see that, all of that, you know, people slightly older, you know, having a few bevs. Yeah. And it's like, you want to have the conversation with them, but it's like, no, you're too young, you you're know. You're too young. To come in to <laughs> now, now, you know, I'm 18, you know, you know, pass me over a drink, Guinness, Guinness um, I'm fully involved now. So, yeah, that's no, good to Guinness, be
2: here. Start with a, like, a, a lager and lime, bro. Just start with a <laughs> lager and lime. So, Mayor, quickly, before we get going, just let people know, The levels they're dealing with when they've got male (laughs) quadrants in and around us. The levels, bro.
3: Oh, man. Um, So, Brandon Editorial for Versus, you know, check Mm -hmm. out amazing footballing platform, podcast, Stoppage Time TV. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm probably most of the time on the TL trying not to cause too much trouble with my tweets. (laughs) But, you know, just stirring the pot enough, you know. Providing the vibes, master ceremonies.
2: Love. Nice. You know I was going to say before we go into it? Because I know that we're going to speak Chelsea because we have to. Can we just rewind to Tammy Abraham's debut for Roma against Fiorentina, please? Because again, it's a game I, I i wanted to I wanted to um, to watch just to see how he'd get on, just to see how he'd how he how he'd fit into that as somebody as well, guys. Who he hasn't even trained. He didn't even train with the team. Did you see the game? Oh yeah, good game. I t- can I say what I noticed instantly? about Tammy and what he's going to do at that team. Obviously, he gave them legs in the way they, he was stretching Fiorentina. But it seems to me, for somebody who's not um, trained with the team yet and knows the team, the way he was ordering people about and the way he's talking to people, and do, Mourinho's had the talk with him. He's had the talk. He's, he's, he's had that talk, right? And I'm telling you where he said, you are playing. You are the focal point. And I want you to lead this team. Tammy played with his chest the other day. He looked like a totally different animal to anything I've seen him do at Chelsea since his youth team days, Mayo. Yeah, do you know what it is for me? You, you
3: know more than anyone, right? That when you play as a centre forward, right? You just need a bit of love, a place to call home, right? Mm-hmm. And when you go to a team that's that big with a manager, you know, who is that manager, a manager, mm-hmm. you know, who when it comes to centre forwards, the track mm-hmm. record is insane. I mean, I just think back to, you know, the whole Harry Kane, I'm going to make him explode. And my word, did he explode? Like, it was just yeah. crazy what we saw. Yeah. And when you go into that environment, he's what, it's only 23, he's turned 24 what, at the end of the year. And you're going to be the man now. You can just see the difference already. He knows that he's time there. He's going to enjoy it. He's going to play football. It's going to be his team. And I feel that... What probably happened was with those years at Chelsea where, you know, he was top goal scorer across all comps for two seasons, Mm. he probably still didn't feel like it was his team. Mm. But now Mm. he gets that really, really big opportunity. And and my word, I know I'm probably calling it early, but they've not won a trophy for a long time. I wouldn't be surprised if Jose Mourinho with Tammy frontlining does something really special in that league, whether it's a cup Mm. or maybe even challenge for the league, because Mm. Boy, I mean, it's the first game, but I mean, it's getting keepers sent off,
2: he's getting yeah. assists. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? It's what's it called? Um, I think it's that. It's that Mourinho. Because I was listening to Stadio, and when he was talking about Mourinho, hasn't got, you know, the guy who, the the, the guy who's who's got is coming to school. Yeah, man, where's the bully, man? I'm coming to fight him. Where is he? Bully's well, gone, bro. Mm. He's got no one. To, he's just there. He's just there doing. He's like, who who's he up against? Who's Mourinho up against? Mourinho can literally start writing what he wants on that blank palette he's got there, bro. He could do whatever he wants.
1: In terms of like players who he yeah, has to remold and manager, and stuff for. Yeah,
2: and managers who he's going to argue with. Who's he, what's he, he's, we know he's going to oh, find him and, Sarri,
1: him and Sarri are going to kick off big time. Is it
2: seriously? Yeah,
1: for sure. Like, uh, I think him and Spalletti might have a couple of rumblings. And to be honest, I reckon like Simone and Zaghi might have a pop when they play because obviously Jose used to manage Inter. So, I don't think Max Allegri really cares. Mm. I'm really intrigued to see how this Roma team plays out because they are, they have got some like unbelievable pieces. Yeah. And the thing that you saw with Tammy, for example, was just how, hmm, like, Jose Mourinho loves players who have kind of got a grudge or feel like they have something to prove, right? Yeah. And you can already imagine how much Jose's been in his ear this week. Just
2: like, I could feel it. Just like,
3: Almost like he's radicalising he him. Yeah, just <laughs> no. the way,
2: he, literally, literally, Ryan, simply the, the way he played. And when you join, when you go, when you first go to a team, um, you, and like when I went to, to Arsenal from Palace, is that you don't do, you don't point around and you're doing mm. all the stuff, because he was even doing Italian hands.
3: You know, what I love the most, right? You know, when the first goal has gone in mm. and he's run straight over to the linesman. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're yes. giving that no,
1: goal. Yes. You're yeah. giving it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah he knew That's- he knew that Mkhitaryan wasn't offside. Yeah. Mm.
2: I've watched a lot of him when he was younger because I used to go to a lot of Chelsea games with um, my man Mitchell Thomas. Um, who You know, he had um, Jada Silva there. I used to go and watch them a lot and watch Tammy, watch all those guys when they were younger. And when Tammy played in those teams, I saw him play like he played for Roma. I, I've not seen Tammy. Coming out from
3: wide, you mean? And yes. Sort of and t- just
2: literally, he was literally doing everything uh, across the front. It, it, it's like you can do anything. And when I watched him at Chelsea, I think the closest he got was the hat trick against Wolves under, under Lampard. Yes. Where, you know, he, he, he's bursting on now and like, t- yes, Tammy's arrived because I think even the start of that season when, he played up at Man United, and he was—he played very well. I think he hit the post, really ran them around. And I'm thinking, yes, Tammy's—he's starting to show that I'm going to dominate all of this up here. I'm going to do all of this, like what we saw Lukaku do the other day—just literally run the game from the front. As soon as anything what was going on up the front, anywhere he went, it kind of went towards him, and you could feel that—that's the kind of the kind of um, vibe that Mourinho's given him. That is what you're going to do here. Because I get the impression that Tammy, from a young age, I've always—he's been the leader. He's been the main goal scorer. He's the one they all spoke about. He's—he's he's got that energy from a young age. And now, this is the first time I've seen him look that confident and look that. as much here, here I am. You're gonna take this is what I'm about. Saying to the linesman, saying to other people, pass the ball through, t- t- owning the game. It's funny a different you animal it
3: because. I remember speaking to him a while ago for the um, How to Be a border series, I do. And mm-hmm. um, what was so interesting was when he was detailing sort of his journey through the academy, he was like, he was never, people knew he was good and he believed he was good, but he was never the guy that played age groups above. Him and mm-hmm. Fukayo, ironically, who are yeah. both in Italy now, were the last two to get their their actual scholars and now they're both in Italy and they're both going to when we saw what happened for Kyle, right, he went there and he mm. just was just different class he just Instantly. had that confidence because mm. they know that, you know what, I can make this team my own and he's only going to get better and better and he's still developing, like mm. he's like you said, right, like when he was younger he was this, you know, trickster coming <laughs> yeah. off the wing, yeah. you know, yeah. very dynamic um, his aerial ability is something that can only improve as well because yeah. someone with so much physicality and height you don't see a lot of it, but I just feel like Jose Mourinho is just going to literally extract so much out of him and he's going to say, listen, I want to make sure that I beat everyone and you're going to help me do it. And boy, what a club to do at as well. Like mm. Roma is such a historic club. There's so much mm. passion in that city. And just look at the way the fans took to him at the airport yeah. when he arrived, yeah. the standing yeah. ovation. He's yeah. going to be a fan favorite there. And I, I just can't wait to see it. And I mean, especially seeing that bromance as well. I mean, the and Rice bromance is something, but the Fakao <laughs> and Tammy bromance, oh my word, that is that is something. So just to see that flourish will be nice mm. as
1: well. If you think about it, though, like he's walked in there with a Champions League medal. Yes. yes. I, I wonder whether it's there's something to be had where you've come through at a club from a kid and all you really want to be is like their number nine, right? Yep. And the weight that is on your shoulders, there is a lot of pressure there. It's a very, very heavy shirt to wear, I think, especially when you've come through a system and you've been given a chance by a club legend. And well, I would ever know what it's like, but I, I imagine it's quite. It can be quite suffocating. Yeah. And when you get out of that environment and you go to somewhere like Roma and you're welcomed in that way, liberation. Yeah, exactly. You kind of saw it with Messi going to PSG. He probably didn't want to leave Barca, but that place mm. is so intense when you, especially when you've been there since a kid like Messi's never had, he probably never thought he would ever have like an unveiling or like a yeah. transfer Yeah, he unless he went back it. to, unless he just went back to Newell's at the end of his career. So, I, I think it's hard to underestimate the impact that that can have on a player when, especially when you grapple with the like, I'm, I'm leaving my boyhood club here. Mm.
3: Do you know what I give him a lot of credit for as well? I mean, Right now as well, I think it was the first Premier League fixture. I think it was maybe one game that didn't have a Chelsea Academy Academy graduate in it. It was something ridiculous like that. But what I have to credit, especially Tammy for is in that period where Chelsea had to use their youth players, Mm. what he did has essentially validated what the Academy stands for because with Mason Mount, it's that sort of position, right? That if there's no output, you can still say, you know, it's good performance. With the striker now, when you're bringing in a young mm-hmm. striker, you're going to be judged by goals. You can have good performances, but if you don't yeah. score goals or put numbers up, it's going to be like, well, you know, he's not doing what he needs to do. Yeah. And he came in and he did it. He got 15 goals, no penalties. And people yeah. can say about the opposition, I don't care. He got yeah. those goals done. Yeah. And when you look at that now, that the, the baseline of that Chelsea team is all youth players. Imagine if yeah. that time under Lampard went wrong and all those youth players, including Tammy, didn't achieve what they needed to in that period. Yeah. It would look totally different and he has to get so much credit for, you know what, putting numbers on the board, leading yeah. that line and breaking that curse as well because Mayo oh my, I mean, he's a very brave boy to take that number with everything that was said. He yes. said, no, I'm going to do it.
2: Yeah. The way Lukaku has come into Chelsea with the, with the confidence in the chest and a team that is definitely going to play to his strengths, The only other person I could say that I've seen at Chelsea, and we're not talking Drogba and Jimmy Floyd, Asselbank, we're talking about team players that have come in, um, been been brought in to be their number nine. Diego Costa is the only other striker apart from the way Romelu Lukaku's come in. And I'm thinking he's going to do it. And the way Lukaku's come in, I think Tammy, Tammy had every right to to try and take that number nine shirt with what he'd done up to that point, man, like you're right. But the thing is, I just feel that when you're when you're Tammy, when you come through the youth team, the target on your back is is massive in respects of having to do Michael Owen-esque business. We're talking about having to do Wayne Rooney-esque business to stay in that team for the team and the club to just to just go all in on you like that because you, you're always Chelsea, uh, and and the same with a Liverpool, and the same with a Man United. They can always get that next guy, you know. Something. Yes, he's young, and he's young, so we could wait. It's not a problem. We can wait, and he could come in at an- another stage. But for Tammy to come in, it was always going to be difficult, no matter what he'd done. And this is why I'm saying for for Tammy to be there, as long as he was there, and still, like you mentioned rightly, Mayo, that he, no pen- no penalties. His first season, he it, it, it got his opportunity. He had done brilliantly, but you could always feel, you know, at some stage, you know, it's someone's going to come in. You know, we know Timo Werner came in, but you can always feel that Tammy played in a way and you could see in some of the times the way he played, very nervous, all bouncing off of him. You know what I mean? You could see the anxiety in him because he's very, he's a very um, expressive player. That's why I think he's going to be brilliant in Italy as well. That's why I'm saying he's doing Italian hands already. (laughs) You know what I mean? But what happened at Chelsea is you can hear the groans when it didn't quite go well at any stage of the game for him. And I cannot tell you how refreshing it is to know that you're not going to get those groans and you know that the fans love you for what you do he doesn't have to do anything different now he's put down his marker how he plays and now that's what the Roma fans will expect that's what Mourinho will expect I'm just pleased that he's got that manager in that passionate place at that club at a time where you who's going to win it there this season who's going to win it you know what I mean You, you look at what Mourinho is capable of doing, the outlay on Tammy, that's going to be worth it. And what they've seen in that first game is somebody that,
3: yeah. If there was ever a time, we we, we all know that. I mean, people can have whatever opinion they have on Jose Mourinho. They can say, you know what, there's the honeymoon period and then it goes left, but he loves being the underdog. Mm. And to a certain extent with this team, with, you know, with that city, with everything around it, you know, with the young striker, he has his perfect sort of environment to kind of be like, people don't expect anything from us. We're going to prove them wrong. Mm. And all it takes, I mean, the reason why I love that league is all it takes is, you know, a good run of games. And then Mm. you're suddenly in a position where people don't want to play you. Mm. Like Jose Mourinho sets up the really strong teams, you know, gets the, gets the goal. And then, you know, you're set. Tammy Abraham's going to score a lot of goals in that league. And, if he gets his early goals, you know, and they set up shots, mm. they, they might be a very difficult outfit to, to get past.
1: I'm feeling you that. Know, you know, remember the, the All or Nothing doc, when uh, yes. he said a word so bad that they had to replace it with bastards. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> yes. Like, Tammy me is the kind of guy who will not have any problem playing like an absolute bastard if he mm-hmm. wants
2: to. It's a beautiful fit, him. And I think that if, if Mourinho can give him that shield of armour of you're playing. Mm. So you're going to go to certain places. It's going to be rough for you, but you're fucking playing. Because that is all what Tammy's waiting for now, because you can see what Romelu Lukaku's done. It's kind of going to be the blueprint for certain people. Mm -hmm. You know what? Okay, I'll go to Italy and I'll learn a bit more. I'll do a bit more and I'll come back. Look at Romelu Lukaku. He scored his first goal in his second debut the other day. You know what I mean? He went on loan. It's almost like his destiny to be there. You almost feel like it's the same for Tammy. I think the difference is is that Tammy's actually put numbers on the on the board before he's kind of had to move out whereas Romelu didn't get that opportunity but now he's come back at a time for me in Chelsea's in Chelsea's history where they're just they're, they're ready to go
1: I'm not gonna lie they are scary
0: it's honestly this episode is brought to you by UGG y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time and the tunnel and on travel days? Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com.
2: Someone sent me the, um, the Spider-Man trailer, No Way Home, and I'm 57, bro. A 57-year-old man surely should not be getting this excited about a fucking film, bro. What are you
1: talking about? You're the target audience. <laughs>
2: literally. <laughs> I swear to God. Can I, it's not spoilers because it can't be spoilers if it's in the trailer, right? Exactly, right? yeah. It's literally page one. Superhero, never reveal your identity, right? And obviously, m- Mysterio. Was it Mysterio? It was Mysterio. Yeah. How can he do that to Peter Parker, man? Very disappointing, Jake. Good at yep. You know what? I'm I'm so excited about this one because did you watch the multiverse, the cartoon one? I watched that with my girls. No, I haven't seen the, the Spider-Man. Cartoon oh my gosh, you've got to watch the Spider-Man multiverse. There's a lot of Marvel stuff on there, all right? There's, so, there's like there's about four or five different universes, and, and even in this one, this this new Spider-Man, because he goes to Doctor Strange, and we see him go to Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange kind of does the spell to try and mm-hmm. get everybody to. And then it kind of messes up the whole universe. It's amazing. I can't wait to see how it comes. I can't wait to see how it works itself out. It's like when I was younger watching Back to the Future. Oh no, what's he going to do now? He's gone. If he touches himself, it's going to go weird and then the world's going to explode. I cannot wait to see how this Spider-Man Works itself out.
1: Oh, man. I like the dabbling with the multiverse, though, because it, it's all like oh, after Loki, in it, it's all opening it up for Kang. Yes, and there's, they, I and saw it's... like
2: three three
1: spider Spider Men. I suppose is the plural. I was <laughs> gonna <laughs> say <they're> Spider mans.
2: Spider mans. <laughs> you, you can say you on can here. That, I that saw three Spider Mans. You
1: can say <laughs> Spider Mans on here. And uh, <laughs> it was like, whoa, there's one one who's absolutely jacked. Like, isn't, mm-hmm. it's opening. It's all opening the door for Kang, innit? it. But I tell you what, oh. as an Asylum fan at the moment. Oh I would gosh. love a multiverse. Oh, God. I would I'd love, love to know love that we're in, I'd, multiverse. I'd love to
2: know. I'd love to know, Ryan, that we're actually, oh, I knew it. We're not in the right world. Do you know, what, the, know the wrong world. Do you know what?
1: Like, you know, at the end of Loki where Kang was just like, you think I'm evil? Yeah. Like, Edu or Vinai are there being like, you think we're bad? <laughs> Wait, do you meet our variants? <laughs> you should see <say> our
2: variants <laughs> in the multiverse. In the multiverse. <laughs> Somewhere in the universe, Arsenal are doing everything what we're, we're, we're dreaming of them to do. Yep. And this is... This is the variant. Oh yeah. my
1: Dr. St- <laughs> Dr. Strange playing left wing, And he's like, he's given the team talk before. And he's like, I've given 15 million outcomes before the Champions League final. And only one of them do we, of we win. Really? <laughs> and Aubameyang cuts inside. He's one-on-one with the keeper. And someone's free on the left-hand side. He turns around and Steve Strange just goes, one one
2: <laughs> Excellent. I love that. I love that.
1: Do you know what made what?
3: me laugh the most about that trailer, right? It was um seeing Dr. Strange in these tracksuit bottoms and it gave oh me this gosh. whole thing of, you know, when managers, you know, typically kind of go for, you know, the the usual sort of, you know, suit look and then they go, yeah. one next picture's like, you know what, I'm just going to take a relaxed approach as a home game. It's like, reminded me of like Steve Bruce with like the new store sort of
2: like tracksuit. And it's like, what is, this is not right. No. Can you like... No, but, but mate, <laughs> did you see, did you see Ralph Hasenhut of this? That was somebody who says... That's it, bro. He's been teasing yeah. it out pretty This season. is me. You know, the waistcoat on, waistcoat off. Ronny Sullivan
1: trip. I liked it.
2: Honestly, man. It was like, I'm thinking to myself, yes, Ralph. Look, yeah. at, look at the amount of like column inches I saw just on Scott Parker, bro. Scott Parker and Fulham. And when they weren't playing bad, people talking about, Ryan was on about his tie. Ryan was talking about his, I thought he looked pretty smart, but then just the tie clip. Few centimeters. It was too a tie high. clip. That was it. The tie clip's too high. I did like
3: the G L and Blazer
2: though. The G L and
3: Blazer was very continental, sort of, you know, nice. I, know. I, struggle, nice. I
1: struggle with the ethics yeah. of G Lane.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is the point the point I was making was <laughs> what I was making was is that it can some, it can totally take away from what you're doing because people are starting to worry about what you're wearing and look oh if he weren't wearing that we'd be wearing it. but can I just say when I saw R- Roberto Mancini could literally wear anything.
1: Yeah, that was the and that it doesn't new matter.
2: And it doesn't matter, you know. People are not saying, "Well, if he look at look how he's dressed." Never like these teams. But Roberto Mancini in the Euros, even when he he took his jacket off and he just had his shirt trousers and his shoes on, he looked amazing.
1: Yep, I wrote a piece for the Ringer after when Nagelsmann dropped the suit in the Champions League. Oh God, what a suit? And he he had previous as well, and it was actually like the psychology involved in the managerial gap. And this was like when when, when was that semi final? Last June, July. 2020? Yeah, a late one. Yeah, 2020, 2020. 2020. The problem is now that whenever anything drip related comes up on the managerial side, I just get tagged in it all the time. <laughs> New role for you, managerial
3: drip consultant.
1: Oh, I just I, well the thing is, it was like there is a psychology there, I think. I think it can
2: there's something there's something. Graham Potter, yeah, have to for example, even Graham Potter mentioned like around Christmas time. Yeah, but I like even his beard. Like yeah. even now. You know, even he, he did mention it maybe the way I'm dressed. But yeah. cause he, there was a definite change in Graham Potter, wasn't He ditched the tracksuit yeah? and
1: literally I was keeping tabs on Brighton's form <laughs> post-tracksuit and it was off. It was like otherworldly.
2: But even now, even I even looking looking at him, see so doing the interview, even with his beard, I know this is this is ridiculous. Right, you can maybe chop chop whatever you want out of am What are you talking about? This is gold. He's, this is prime content, yeah. <laughs> Graham Potter's beard is beautiful. It's not as it's not as beautiful and as shiny and as gliss as glistening as Thierry Henry's was. <laughs> and there's no beard that is as beautiful as Thierry's beard. It had, it was glistening. There was, yeah, it was like when the was, light touched it, it glistened. Right, it was, it was glistening. It was it glistening, was glistening, <laughs> <It> was glistening. <laughs> it was glistening.
0: This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all new 2024 Nautilus hybrid
2: I can only dream of is getting flowers this week. Um, because he's somebody that again he's teased towards us. He's somebody that, you know, Pepe knows very well. He's somebody that apparently supports Arsenal. I've seen him in an Don't Arsenal. Don't do shirt. it to yourself. What are you doing? Apparently again, he supports Arsenal. <laughs> he had Arsenal bed covers. It's, Don't it's do Arsenal it. bed covers. Ease Bisuma at Brighton for me is he's he's sensational, right? He's sensational. Again, you watch him this week, and his his numbers. You know what? What, what he had eight ball recoveries. You know two take ons. You know five out of six tackles. Was in five interceptions and assists for the goal? You watch watch his highlights, right? He is an exceptional six, an exceptional eight, and and he's an exceptional ten. He does all of those roles in a game, and I'm watching him. And I remember watching him at Lille because I remember he was number twenty one. And I remember just watching a couple of games and he's he's does something in all those games. He is absolutely brilliant. I and I feel that he is he's tailor made for Liverpool. Where oh. they want what they wanted for what they wanted for Nabi Kieta is exactly what Basuma can do for Liverpool. If they get him, it goes oh again for word. me with Liverpool. Oh if they can word. go and get him, it goes again for Liverpool. Don't living. give him the idea. Yeah, I'm that, so exactly. talking that? about <laughs> giving him the idea. No, 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 no. If no, Mayo, I'm not joking. When you watch him and you look at Liverpool's midfield, you look at most midfields. It's a match made not, in heaven. Yeah. It, and and the fact is, there's not a lot of players doing what he does. What I saw him do at Lille, what I see him do at Brighton, what he's doing on a weekly basis now, because his problem was obviously earlier on was consistency. Yeah. Now against all of them, if he plays against City, Chelsea, United, any of any of the teams, top teams, he stands out. That says to me, he's ready to go again. Yeah. What I love about him
3: is, you know, in a world where you know you have deep playing playmaker, attacking mid, wing midfielder, you mm-hmm. know, a- auxiliary centre mid, you know, um attacking fullback centre mid, he's just a proper central midfielder. midfielder. He
2: does, everything, does proper, everything proper proper, proper, proper centre mid. He just <laughs> the youngest member done. of the crew going old old school back I when just, midfielders were midfielders.
1: I just <laughs> love <laughs> it. It's
3: it's none of these sort of, you know, um, positions in italics. He just does it so well. He does, does all of them. A few seasons ago, was it, um, is that, um, who was he playing next to? With Brighton? Is it Azante? Or, that was kind of, he did the more sort of defensive role. Mm-hmm. And then Bissouma was kind of free to do more, you know, go a bit more well, progressive. Yes. But what I love about him is that he can beat the press. He's progressive. He gets stuck in. And he just, he makes football look so cool as well. Yeah, like, he does beautiful. the simple stuff, but it just looks yes. so in. Like enjoyable, and I've, and I've tried to scratch my head and think to myself, why has no one bought him yet? He's mm-hmm. 24, he's primed, his contract runs out in 2023. And I thought to myself, maybe the only reason people are not going in now is because mm-hmm. AFCON comes in, you know, at the turn of the year. And they're probably thinking if I buy him, and then he has to leave for month, it's annoying.
2: So, it's Marley, He's at Marley? Isn't he? he's, he's Marley? With Marley yeah, is Marley involved? Marley yeah, yeah, involved, Marley involved. Mm. So
3: it wouldn't surprise me if someone goes with a bid in January once he's back, and it's like, okay, you know what? You're back, you're safe and sound. You're not going to be disturbed. We need this push. You're not cop tied for, you know, for any sort of European competitions. Yeah. let's go. But he's, he's got to get flowers. Such a good player. That's, so, I think so the fact
1: that like his his um, contract is up in 2023 as well. I think that's mm-hmm. what people are keeping an eye on because at the moment with the market. He'd be, he'd just cost way too much money.
2: Yeah, but for him to stay at Brighton from now to, for, so what we're talking 80, 18 months, so he's going to have to go through that that season of wanting him to sign. He's not going to sign. He's going to go for free. Um, you hope that doesn't affect him and the way he plays. You would like to think it wouldn't simply because he plays su- such a combative style of football that he he's one of those that I, I see like how... Suarez plays and uh, people like that they they play how they play every week regardless of what's going on they play ex- exactly and I think he's that that same kind of player he's somebody if he could run his contract down like Arsene Wenger said all those years ago that's what we'll see players mm-hmm. do more and more if he runs his contract down everybody's coming everybody I'm talking everybody it's not like you know, they wouldn't, he wouldn't suit them because when you watch the way Busuma plays he could fit into any midfield, especially in this country, in Italy, in Spain, anywhere, in France, in appears he could fit into any midfield. So him for free is ridiculous for somebody. What, what makes it even
3: greater for me is with the brand of football that's played at Brighton, you look at him and you go, oh, so he can do that then? That's fantastic. Mm. Like it's, The proof of concept is there. Yeah. Yeah. You know it works. So you just take him, and you can put him anywhere else, and you know that he's gonna. You know, the quality is even gonna be better wherever you put it. And so he's got that exciting. kind
2: of. He's got kind of. Um, he's got that kind of for me. Uh, that kind of responsible player. Where if he was playing in a Liverpool or a Man United, he he, he would say, "Yeah, all right, I'll do the six. I'll play, I'll play six. But if there's an opportunity, like we see, we see Fred getting forward and scoring the other day on McTominay. I'll get forward and do that. But if you want me to be the six and break it up and give it to Paul, I'll, be like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll give it to Bruno. Yeah, I'll do that. No problem. I mean, Man so like United
1: is, it... is a perfect fit for him in the Premier League. I think so. And it's the it's a position so. they're crying out for. I mean, personally, the thing about he, it is he, they should have went all out. Yeah, but he could go to someone like Barcelona and fit in. Easy. Busquets was, he was so good in the Euros that was down to a lot of the time, I think, him, the balance between him, Pedri, and Coque, But I think like, Busquets isn't getting any younger. And like. A, but a midfield of like Basuma, Frankie Diong, and Pedri is like, that's like a Barca midfield for six, seven years. Mm. And it's not like, and he Pedri. can, and the thing is he can play like, because <clears throat> Frankie De Jong is quite defensively sound as well. Like he's played, he's had stints at centre back. Like that's a pretty balanced midfield, I think. Massively balanced, um, beautiful, beautiful balance. Speaking of Spain though, can I throw out another bunch of flowers to someone? Go on then, yeah. Eric Lamella.
3: How's he doing? How's he doing? He's the face of the franchise, right? He- he is the face of that He's franchise. F- three goals oh, wow. in his first
1: two La Liga games for Sevilla, and it took 48 games for him to score three league goals for Spurs. Jeez. Sevilla are a very, very sneaky shout for the title this year. I think. I think there's genuinely. I said it on Stadio. There's wow. a four. I think there's a four team. We've got the potential for a, a genuine four team title race in La Liga this wow. year. Wow. Um, they're top. They won. They beat Getafe on Monday night, and they're they're top head of uh, Atleti on goal difference. So, yeah, I just wanted you know, to shout. I want to give like, him flowers? I like,
2: I, I, like, I like that signing. I like the signing, but, like, you know, being the ex-Tottenham, and there's, a, there's always... Well,
1: that's why I thought me. I you should know, be, give it, not you. Yeah, you
2: give it. But if you give him, give him some that's a bit old. They're old flowers, and they're just on <laughs> their way out. Just see a little bit of ruffleness on the edges of the flowers. And he's not there give anymore, isn't
1: it? So it's fine. Yeah, it's you know those mean, players you're allowed to... It's true. Not,
2: give him some, yeah, but I still give him a, a couple of days old flowers. I'm not giving him great flowers. Nothing fresh. You know, you know, no, I can't have Arsenal doing what they're doing and, and giving flowers to ex-Tottenham players who are well, going I'll, somewhere I'll do the flowers.
1: Stuff. You give him the flowers. I'll, give him, I'll say they from Musa. <laughs> 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 all right, so what are we all looking forward to this week?
2: It's easy, easy, especially coming off of our Lukaku um, feasted on Mari, is it, um, it
1: Dortmund, Hoffenheim? On Friday, no, no, <laughs> no.
2: Not as much as obviously Liverpool, Chelsea guys. Liverpool, Chelsea, it's come at a, st- a stage of the season where you can almost say it's never too early because those two camps will know how important it is with confidence or the points. Obviously, the points are vitally important, but to get one on, get one over on the other team. This it doesn't matter when these teams play. That's why people say, yeah, it's a bit early. It's not too early. This is a brilliant matchup. It's a brilliant matchup because when you look at the way Liverpool started and Jurgen Klopp saying, listen, we're just easing in, you know, Nor- Norwich. I'm not looking to play unbelievable football. We're just putting down markers. We just want to continue to progress. And then they've got Chelsea who have come out of the blocks. They come out of the box flying and they are looking to say, we're, we're in it this season. We're in it to win it. So I, I, I love this game. I really do feel like this is going to be an awesome game.
1: So I thought you were going to Patrice Edford there, not me. I love this game. <laughs> no. I was okay. like, don't get the raw chicken out right. No, no, no. Oh, my God. God. I was like, is everything I've learned about handling raw poultry a lie?
2: Or, like, what is this? Well, go on, my
3: story. No, I was going to say, I, I really love the subplots of this game. I mean, you've mm. got sort of the two German managers that are going head to head. And Tilco comes across as this sort of man that has, like, the list of all of his enemies above his bedroom. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> trying to strike them off one by one. And I know it probably really annoyed him that Liverpool did finish above us last season, even though it was, you know, it was down to Chelsea's undoing. I know it really pissed him off. So for this game, it's a big one. Uh, of course, VVD Lukaku is, is the big mm-hmm. one. But for me, it's just the story behind it. I mean, this is, you know... Kukaku coming into the league trying to prove that he's one of the best centre forwards in the world. Mm-hmm. He's going to try and make sure that anything that Kane does, he does better. It's VVD coming back from injury, trying to make sure that, okay, you guys forgot about me because Ruben mm-hmm. Diaz did a great season. I'm here to show you that I'm the best centre back in yeah. the world. So for both of them, this sort of matchup, this sort of, you know, heavyweight champion of the, the world contender fight is yeah. really, really big because whoever gets the win here, it just makes that perception of the player look a bit different if VVD gets the you know the better hand it's like okay oh he still is at the best of his game yeah. if Lukaku wins it's that like, oh he's just you know made he's you know done really good against Arsenal done the drug bomb mm-hmm. old, and then he's you know he's finished one of the best defenders in the world so it's really important and even it's like if you look at the right back's Trent, Reese James, that sort yes. of, you know, bidding yeah. to be the, the England right back is, is still continuing, right? So mm. there's just so many subplots and it's a game. I remember the goal score. I remember being so pissed off about that. I remember Babel scoring from about 40 yards. Like, it's such a high caliber game typically. Mm. So hopefully it continues to be that.
2: Yeah, I think, I think the, um, the Lukaku, Lukaku, Virgil van Dijk, um that matchup, I, I think for b- both of them will be now. It's like, it's like when I remember when Patrick Vieira was getting ready to when we were getting played to ready to play Man United. You could see that Patrick Vieira's all, all his um, he's all, all his energy from the time that game finishes. We go training on the Monday. We know that we got United on the Saturday. Everything about him in training's changed. He's sharper. He's quicker. He's more in people's faces because he knows what's coming. I think that what's happening with this game, what's going to happen with. Lukaku and Virgil van Dijk is that, like Virgil said himself, I've got massive tests to come. You know what I mean? The twisting, of the twisting, the, mm-hmm. twist the turning. What I've got to do, and for him to have Lukaku at this stage of the season, this early in the season when he hasn't really been tested yet, for him, if he goes through that and he does really well, then I think we get we get Virgil van Dijk back, the, the one what we missed for the whole season, because he will know in himself, yes. I'm ready, my knee's ready, I'm, I'm ready to go. It's just how, how many games and how they manage me now. And if Lukaku can put in a performance, even if he does half as much against Virgil van Dijk and what we saw him do to, to Pablo Mari, even if he does half as much, scores a goal, links the play, then he himself would be thinking, yes, I'm back. There's so much on it for both of them at this stage of the season that it, it cannot, even if it finishes nil-nil, there's there's something to watch in this game. There's something to get from this game from them two.
1: I think it could be a real classic, to be honest. Mm. Two ex Dortman boys in the dugouts. Well, actually both ex mines as well, you know, very similar careers, trajectories. I wonder I mean it's a big game to drop him in on as a debut, but I do wonder whether Ibrahima Kanate might come in. Wow. Because I wonder whether he's probably a little bit more equipped to deal or help Van Dyke deal with the Lukaku problem. Mm. I, but that's a, I, but then just saying that out loud makes me feel a little bit. I think it might be too soon still. I mean, Matip started all of, both games of the season already. So why break up?
2: Yeah, and the thing is, it wouldn't be a massive problem for Liverpool if he doesn't. If he if he mm. like does stuff to to Matip, but for the new signing to get that. On his on his debut, baptism of fire. Yeah, it would it wouldn't be, be good for me. No. Yeah, but like, can I just say with Kanati though, right? Mm. So can I say? I remember watching him and Upe Meccano when at Leipzig, and it might have been was it at Man United? I don't know where I, where I saw them play. He was like head and shoulders above him.
1: He was he was the original one, man. Oh Even, god, you know. he's he's it so was the injuries both. right? Yeah, it reminds me a
3: little bit of the Fofana Saliba mm. when those conversations happening. The comparison of the two centre halves, it, it it reminds me of that situation where one was getting a lot of praise, but it was like the partners equally as as yeah. good. And yeah. it's very it's so funny how these teams that are like challenger brands, as as I call them, really have really good centre back partnerships that are quite young. They do really well to do that. Of course, they don't have to sell them on, but it's funny. But in terms of this game, I I, I think with Matip, the interesting thing with I, I call Van Dijk the jockey master because. I mean, everyone has their own way of defending, but what I see from him a lot is he will tend to, you know, jockey back and try and make mm-hmm. the centre-forward make a decision and make therefore then yes. intercept. Unless the mm-hmm. ball's coming in with pace, then he'll come quickly and come from behind. And I guess with Lukaku, it's a smart play because as you, you know, as you coined, you know, use bund, bund, of the bunda Bunda Bunda. He's going yes. to back in and, you know, try and hold up play. So if you, if you jockey off, you can see what's happening in front of you. What I worry with, though, is... The movement of everyone else. Is this a game where Timo Werner comes in? Mm. So you might be trying to occupy in, you know, Lukaku, but that pacing behind, is when that going to be able to turn around?
2: Leaving that space, what Rhys James is going, if he's going to play like he did the other day, Timo Werner blasting into those holes.
1: Werner's so unselfish. And I think this is what makes the Lukaku sign is so interesting for me, is that like, it still leaves a space for Werner in that side. Mm. and we said it on Studio yeah. that how like you know Pulisic being out with COVID and Musa was saying about like Lukaku's signing might make a few players in that Chelsea squad kind of be like mm. actually I, Tuchel has already demonstrated at Chelsea that he likes to use a lot of the squad for different games like Trevor mm. Chalibur getting dropped for the game against mm. Arsenal was just like totally undeserved but he just felt like I think maybe Aspilicueta Aspeliqueter's experience in there might have been good against a, a, quite a young Arsenal front yeah. line, and also I think he just knew that he could, like Chelsea, could keep Arsenal at arms' be- at arms' length. You, think, you know, but do I,
2: you think Shalabat? I think it wouldn't surprise me, guys, if Shalabar if plays against Liverpool. Well,
1: yeah, because I think just him having the legs yeah. over Aspeliqueter against that front yeah. three at, at Liverpool yeah. makes loads of sense because they will they will torture you, especially with Diego Jota in there as well, but like yeah, kind of yeah like I think I just I think this could be a real like I really hope both teams go for it because yeah the if they do beautiful. especially with a full amphitheatre oh god yeah just. first full you know big 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 game there mm. um it's gonna be fun man
2: yeah man what do you think we don't do predictions do we
1: I predict that it will be a good game
2: <laughs> <laughs> I needed Musa man with a massively leave- three straight champions legs. three straight champions
1: <laughs> That's what the signing of the Clarku is. It's three straight, straight Champions League.
2: He's just a massive hot take. It's like, like he's a walking hot
1: take. It's like, do you know what I feel like doing? Studio. Have you ever? Did you watch Chernobyl the series? Like the yes, guy there, yeah, like just keeps yes. cutting to me, and I'm just like trying to keep the reactor. Like,
2: <laughs> oh, you know something? I just wish honestly. I'm gonna put it in. The, I'm gonna say Musa. Musa, who wins this game? I'm gonna put it in there. What do you think, mate?
3: I think we take it. I think you Chelsea think so. take it. I think Chelsea take it. I think what I'm worried about is with Liverpool, this will be a challenge of our wing back system because they they are relentless. Oh my word. They're like mosquitoes. They just keep going. You try and oh, slap them back and they just keep coming forward. And they're going to try and pin the wing backs back, which is why I think the Chalaba point is, is so important because ultimately you're going to need support on that side if you're getting pinned back. But I think it's going to be really important about how we break away. I think... What I want to see, Jorginho's G- G- sort of hill turn is that like WWE esque right now. Like he's just turned into this guy. Like you know, I want people to hate me, and I'm just going to continue <laughs> to show that I'm one of the best in the world. But yeah. one thing that I think this game could have, especially for him, is his range of passing. And he he's great metronome. He keeps it ticking. And you've got Havertz, who kind of like you know is a ghost and finds spaces. Yeah. When Jorginho finds his range and kind of puts those balls into the channels or kind of, you know, does those, those threaded passes, it can be a very, very, very long, long game. And I think that with our midfield against Liverpool's is where we could potentially win that game.
2: And can I say something as well, which, which um, he didn't even start against us, was Cante. Oh my word. I forgot. About, I forgot. I forgot about You don't forget Kante. about Kante. He didn't even fucking start. <laughs> hey, Jesus. And then okay. when he came on,
3: he was, you know, he spent most of the time, you know, in the attacking box, did like this lovely one turn that it came to him and he, on the yeah, back of his foot. That, can,
2: ugh, can I say it's, it's unfair, right? In this multiverse, with, with this Arsenal playing in, that when you are not creating, you are able to fucking bring Kante on against us. <laughs> We're not creating. You don't, need to bring up, you don't need to bring that sauce to us. You don't need to give us that slap in the face.
1: Oh, what's this? You Tune like we'll bring on Hakim Ziyech. Yeah, good one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why don't you just fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the start of the season has been magnificent. And you know something else? I said, I think I said it in the first pod. I said, you know something? I'm not going to get... So I'm not going to get sad and down and anything about stuff. I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, that's happened. Yeah. Brent, Brentford happened. Um, Chelsea happened. West Brom. West Brom, whatever happens with West Brom. But the fact is, I'm going to, like like what you see the players do, I'm just going to, instead of putting on Instagram a, a, a picture of me in action like this on the pod, I'm just going to say it here. We go again. You know, it wasn't great. Wasn't a great result, but we go again. (laughs) Listen, you know, what,
1: 108 points to play for? Wins you the league, man. man. Wins you the league, uh, 108
2: points. Exactly. The league's on. Nice one, right. On that note, on that note. You know what? I'm going to leave on that note. The league is there to be won. Guys, I'm going to have to, you're going to have to go. All right. I love you. Love you too. Love you too. Yeah, I love you. (laughs) Love you too, right? But like, I speak to you soon, mate. Thanks for coming on. I'm so pleased you're here, bro. Thanks for Can't having me, you. man. It's gonna be, you know, something having you with this season, with this season with Chelsea being like whatever they're gonna be. It's gonna be exciting having you on, and at least, at least I've got Rye. Maybe I've got Rye to get me through this. Things are going well in our multiverse, so
1: um... yeah, Jeanette as well. Jeanette <laughs> when she's not.
2: Oh gallivanting around the world on oh, elite I'm levels <laughs> I know. but guys take it easy I love you thanks for coming in See ya. take care okay thank you very much to my main man Ryan han and making his debut a fantastic debut Mayawa Quadri um, listen guys take it easy whatever you're doing be strong with what you're doing I read something that was beautiful the other day what was it it was something somebody said failure is the fog from which we glimpse triumph and I said I'm going to say that on the podcast so be strong with everything you're doing and never give up like me with Arsenal see you next week